Good morning. morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Please stand all who are able and join me in, in a responsive reading in your Black Appleton Psalter 104, number 104, found on page 52. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Wrapped in light as with a garment, you stretch out the heavens like a tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the clouds your chariot. You ride on the wings of the wind. You make the winds your messengers, fire and flame your ministers. You set the earth on its foundations so that it shall never be shaken. You cover it with the deep as with the garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they flee. At the sound of your thunder they take to flight. They rose up to the mountains, ran down to the valleys, to the place that you appointed for them. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord Rejoice in his works. Good morning, everyone. 
I would first like to offer a reading from the 94th chapter of the Quran entitled, The Relief. Have we not given you peace of mind? And we, we removed from you your burden, which had weighed upon your back, and raised high for you your repute. For indeed, with hardship will be ease. Indeed, with hardship will be ease. So when you have finished your duties, then stand up for worship, and to your Lord direct your longing. When you look at me, what do you see? People in my psychology class will see someone cramming for the same midterm. Those who live in FOHO might recognize me from one study break or another. And some may only see my hijab. But that's not what I want to talk about. Today, particularly as the US presidential election approaches, I want to talk about walls, how they're built between nations, within communities, even right through a family, and how those walls can be taken down. It was shortly after September 11th that I realized my family and I were suddenly and seemingly permanently different. I can still vividly recall the images of the burning buildings as my family, like so many others that day, gathered around the TV for hours to learn what had happened. But as days and then weeks passed, I realized that Muslims and Arabs were being blamed for the attacks two groups that were central to my family's identity. I began to feel more and more afraid. At not quite six years old, my first wall started to grow. When I was seven, my father took me to my first protest for a young American activist, Rachel Corey. Rachel had tried to protect Palestinian homes from demolition in Rafah, Gaza, and was crushed to death by an Israeli bulldozer. When I asked my father why we were there, he said it was because we were Palestinian. When I asked him why Rachel Corey had been killed, he said it was because she had tried to protect Palestinians. And when I asked why people would want to hurt Palestinians, he said, because they don't like us. It was a simplistic explanation. Perhaps it was all he thought that his seven-year-old daughter could understand at the time. But my father's words sunk into my skin. I can still hear him saying it. And at that demonstration, I felt another wall go up around me. I was learning that nearly every facet of my identity was contentious and surrounded by ignorance. And for much of my life, this kept me afraid. I was afraid for people to know that I was a Muslim and an Arab. I was afraid for my mother who wore a hijab. But when we went out together, I wasn't just afraid for her. From childhood through my teenage years, I was also afraid to be with her, such a public display of our faith. Afraid to hold her hand or be too close because if someone judged her or said something awful to her, they might do the same to me too. The walls didn't just close around our family. There was up within our family too. The times when my family and I visited the West Bank of Palestine were reprieved from the sense that I was a stranger in my own country. Suddenly, everyone around me was just like my family. It was something I'd never experienced before but it was also an incredible insight into what it meant to be a Palestinian. The soldiers up close with their guns, the eight-hour wait it took us to cross through the border from Jordan into the West Bank, the Israeli woman at border control who screamed at my mother when she provided our documents in the wrong order, constantly stopping at checkpoints in the summer heat. It left me scared and confused. There, of course, the wall is there for all to see. These childhood experiences left me feeling lost. 
I was unsure of who I was and where I belonged. How could I be an American, a Muslim, and a Palestinian all at once? It wasn't until I came here to Harvard at 17 years old that those walls began to crumble and fall away until I began the painstaking process of reconciling the many identities that are all a part of me. It was here that I found my first group of friends, none of whom were Muslim or Arab, who let me know that I could truly be myself, unafraid of judgment or discrimination. My ethnicity or religion was immaterial. They liked me for me. It was here that I felt for the first time that my interactions with others could be defined by something other than our differences and still be genuine and real. Harvard is also where I found a home with a Muslim community, the Harvard Islamic Society. Never before had I spent significant time with Muslims my own age, outside of my family. I learned and grew with the strong community sense of belonging and togetherness until my fears slowly changed to confidence. In my identity as a Muslim American and, and being with people who are like me and an understanding that we belong here. Here is also where I found the Palestine Solidarity Committee, an organization of Palestinians and non-Palestinians alike. With them, I learned how to stand up for the marginalized, even when it seemed like no one would join us. It was here that I learned that I have a voice and a place and a role to play in this country. As I talked with new friends, as I spent time with other young Muslims, and as I worked for peace and open, honest conversations, those walls that made me other within my own country, that set me apart from my community, that distanced me from my family, those walls that I had lived with my whole life began to come down. In my sophomore year, I began to wear the hijab. It was a deliberate choice to stand out, just as my mother did and still does, visibly Muslim, visibly different. The January morning when I first wrapped my scarf around my head, I felt a sense of empowerment and a sense of relief that I had never felt before. I was letting the world know a significant part of who I was in just one glance. Every morning when I wrap my scarf, I feel the same way. My experiences at Harvard have given me the conference to stand here today. My hijab reflects not only my religion, but a reconciliation of what I once saw as conflicting identities. In choosing to wear the hijab, I am embracing my faith and reclaiming what it means to be an American. As I wear it daily, and as I strive to be true to my heritage, my beliefs, and my future, I have come to recognize it as a celebration of the spectrum of identities I once thought impossible to reconcile. A Palestinian, an American, a Muslim, a student at Harvard College. The simple piece of fabric that once made me so afraid is truly stronger than any wall. Thank you. Please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now please stand all who are able. 
and join us in the singing of the hymn found on page 10. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord. may the peace of God rest, rule, and abide in your life as you leave this place, but never God's presence. May he grant you peace and love. Amen. Amen.